17 seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead! Remaining. And they're putting Curry in the pick and roll trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one-on-one, -on -one. Irving puts it up, it's good, Kyrie Irving from downtown! We're sending it in, Jerome, that's for damn sure. Yes, 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 what is up everybody, welcome to Taproom Sports Podcast, I'm your host Jordan Stacks on Stacks Lives, joined on this beautiful Sunday evening, week one NFL edition, with my guy Mr. Big Ballin' Ben Larson. Sir. What's up Ben? What a beautiful day. I, 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 every year, I'm getting more and more into football. I do have to say, and every year it's going to be more and more successful for us. So, yes, that that makes me happy. It was a good day, good weekend, man. Got to go out to the stick yesterday. Not really the stick, but whatever the fuck they call that park now. Yeah, AT and T. Yep. I thought it was got more memorabilia from my fucking wall. I'm stoked. Nice. Is it AT and T or is it the Oracle? It's Oracle now. Oracle. That's right. Yeah. Pac Bell, then AT and T, now Oracle. Yeah, I always so. remember his Pac Bell. Yep. Oh yeah, I'm stoked about my my new piece that'll be up uh, right there pretty soon. Nice so, this week. Hell so. yeah. Yep. Beats having How's that wander weekend? wander jersey. Uh, weekend was alright. Good clothes on Sunday. Uh, Saturday had like my worst college football day. I, I mean, I, you, I so I know. I, I shouldn't say, like, I only lost four. I was only down four units, but, you know, for me, like, I don't usually lose college but college football. And, like, last year I had one bad weekend, and it, I lost 11 units in that weekend. I was It was a terrible weekend. It was a terrible yes. college football weekend. Um, and if it wasn't, f like, every other weekend, every other college football weekend, I was profitable. Yep. And, you know, week zero, week one, profitable. Week two, not so much. Had a lot of shit not go my way. Texas Tech game was, I mean, that was just like the fucking, the the icing on the cake. And then ASU, dude, that fucking team sucks. Absolute <laughs> fucking donkey dick, dude. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Like, I was talking to one of my friends about that game when I, because I, I think Oklahoma State sucks, dude. Like, they're not a good team. And, like, watching them in the first week, I was like, dude, this team absolutely sucks. I bet against Arizona State. I took Southern Utah in week one, right? Southern Utah is a little uh, FCS school, and Southern Utah hung with them. Yeah. And he's like, well, he's like, man, like, Southern Utah hung with Arizona State. And I was like, yeah, but it was, like, a lot of wonky stuff in that game. Like, they had a three-hour fucking weather delay because of lightning. Yeah. And I was like, you know, Rashida looked pretty good, and it Man, dude, that team, they looked awful, bro. They didn't even score a point in the second half. Yeah. And they got fucking yeah. whacked. So uh, that's how my Saturday went. But we bounced back in NFL. Only had one NFL loss today. So, yeah. you know, I, I made back what I lost yesterday, which is always a good thing. That's um, that's what counts, yeah. And it would have been a really good day if uh, Medvedev decided to show up in, you know, biggest match of his career, decided yeah. uh, that wasn't what he was going to do today. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yep. so that was that, and you know, shout out to Djokovic, obviously the best tennis player probably ever. Fourth title, yeah. Um, I mean, he just he dominated Medvedev today, and yep. it was shocking the way you did it. 
before we came on air, I was saying like Medvedev is the number one returner in the ATP, especially on hard surface. Didn't even get a single fucking break point in the match, dude. It was just, yep. it was all bad. But anyways, yep. other than that, you know, had a good day. Good weekend. I know you went to the Giants game last night. Yep. Giants uh, blasted the fucking YouTube. Rockies. Yep. So. Yeah, it sat right on the uh, on the wall too. Nice. So if uh, they had gotten, I think we were, our seats were K's sixteen and seventeen. So if they got a million K's in that game, we would have been able to flip the uh, the K, you know, flip the sign. Yeah. Nice. But uh, I mean, didn't definitely didn't get there. Got to see Logan. They actually gave <laughs> some runs to Logan Webb, which is amazing, yeah. rare. Um. So and then, yeah, I'm stoked about. I got a fucking actual base from the brave series so nice. yeah i'm stoked tight. about that hell yeah man. i was stoked about that and it was definitely second base because of how the uh the like cleat marks on the side yeah um you can tell there were slides into there and yeah, it's Acuna, cool. Acuna definitely touched that base there we go yeah Nice, man. We are uh, definitely winding down on the MLB season, but, you know, this is the time of year where MLB kind of goes on the back burner uh, because, yeah, because, you know, football is here and football reigns supreme, uh, obviously, in in America, and the NFL is back finally. Yep. Um, so it was a good week, too. Yeah, it was an awesome week of football. Uh, we're going to talk about it. We're going to get into it. A yep. lot of, uh, obviously, you know, week one, there's a lot of overreactions. We're obviously going to have some overreactions. We're going to have some uh, legitimate thoughts and opinions on a lot of these teams, games, etc. Um, but are you are you sipping on anything, Ben? Yes, yeah, so I'm going with, uh, I'm going with the, the hyper local tonight. I'm going with, uh, I was out at Rock Bottom uh, Brewery on, what, Friday night? Nice. Friday night? Thursday night. Friday night. And uh, got to hang out with a brewer there. Um, he sent me home with some PD's Pale Ale. So I'm sipping on that. It's a uh, 5.6% um, done by Rock Bottom. And I, the one in Campbell is, I uh, found this out, is now the only one left on the West Coast. So likely not going to uh, to be around for too long. But, um, man, this this pale is something I've got been getting for the last probably four Forever. or five years. And it is quality bro that'd be weird uh a campbell with no rock bottom yep no i mean it's been a staple in in all of our lives for what 20 years yeah so it was uh yeah man i mean like all the drunken nights out at campbell they always started at rock bottom yep watched a lot of football there i used to go there every sunday Yep, they would have like a different game on every fucking TV. Like this was this was back when like Sunday ticket was like unreasonable. You yeah, know, for well, it still is fucking two hundred and fifty dollars, three hundred dollars. Yeah, throughout the course of a season. But I mean, when you're younger and stuff, it's like true. It's different, and you can just go yeah. to Rock Bottom. They have happy hour all day, so it was like fucking, you know, what two fifty beers or five dollar fucking craft beers all day. You know yep. what I mean? So. Good times, man. A lot of good memories at, at the Rock Bottom Brewery. Yep. Um, what are you but, sipping on? Oh, I'm sipping on a little something. So, you know, after the Texas Tech game last night, I got fucking annihilated, dude. There we go. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I didn't. I wanted to go to the brewery, one of the breweries today and pick up some beer, but I I didn't uh, 
make it out that of the house. Yeah. <laughs> that sun's too bright. <laughs> so that's how my day went. Um, there we go. I also realized I, I need to get a new Niners jersey too. My Trey Lance is now out, outdated. So. Oh yeah, dude, you got to get a Brock Purdy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Who else we'll are you see. gonna get? I don't know. A CMC. What you should do is just get like a Bosa. Jerry Rice jersey. Yeah. You yeah. Know what I mean, because those are, they're, they're never outdated, dude. Yeah. I got my Debo jersey that's uh, going up on the wall. I just need to get a frame for it. So it'll be an addition along with uh, the, the mini helmet there. Nice. Hello, yeah. my bourbon. My bourbon there. All the bourbon. All the bourbon in the world. What an office. Yes. All right, so let's talk about some some NFL this week. So we're going to start out with the Sunday night football game. Uh, Dallas, New York. Dallas closes three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road, uh, and then the total was 44. So the game, obviously, Dallas covered. They went 40 to nothing. Game goes under 44 because the Giants couldn't score. Uh, Game starts out with uh, Giants driving down the field. Uh, they don't. They get stopped in the red zone. Go to kick a field goal. Dallas blocks it, runs it back for a touchdown, and that was kind of the end of the Giants' day. Like yep. nothing positive came out of that day after then. No. Um, I think the Cowboys finished with seven or eight sacks on the night. Seven sacks. Yeah. Seven sacks. I mean, just a absolutely <laughs> dominating performance by the by the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, you, yeah. If you're a Cowboys fan or you're the Cowboys, there's no better way to draw up this this start to the season, if, in my opinion. Yeah. Yep. What well, do you have any thoughts on uh, on these two teams? I mean, it's uh, thoughts on both teams. I mean, Dallas looked good, yep. uh, but I don't know what you can really take out of this game because the Giants were just such trash offensively and defensively. This team did not do really anything um you know and and that's something that we're definitely going to have to look at going forward for new york um you know big money daniel jones yeah big money daniel jones you've got saquon who's a hell of a running back um you know you picked up waller you've got slayton you've got i mean i guess paris campbell is your number two wide receiver um, you know, and they go for 110 total yards today. Yeah. So that's uh, it's, it's tough to get yards when your quarterback's on his back all game. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, that offensive line needs to step up. But my big question is the coaching staff, like, why are you, why did you keep Daniel Jones in that game past, you know, the third quarter? Yeah. It was raining balls out there. He's getting absolutely destroyed. Uh, you're just ruining his confidence left and right. Mike Tirico asked Chris Collinsworth, like, what do you, why do you think he's still out there? Do you think it's like to get something positive? Because that was my initial thought is like, you know, keep him out there, try to get something positive going into ne- next week. You know what I mean? Um, and Chris Collinsworth said, no, it's probably Daniel Jones, like saying like, I want to stay out there. And maybe it is, but I mean, that's, you're paying this guy $40 million. You know, you could debate whether it's worth it or not. You know, I don't think anyone thinks he's worth forty million no. a year, but at the same time, it's like he goes down, and then what? I mean, do, exactly. I mean, maybe you have more. Maybe, maybe, uh, 
Brian Dable has more faith in Tyrod Taylor. That's why he's throwing Daniel Jones out there, hoping he gets hurt. And I'm not saying yeah. that's I'm not saying that's true. I'm not saying I'm just yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. Um, but I, I made three futures, three futures bets in the NFL this year. Two of them were on the Giants. I bet the Giants under six and a half wins, and I bet them alt under plus two forty five wins. I thought this team way overachieved last year. Yep. Now, do I think they're going to be this bad all year? No, but I don't think that they're as good, and they play a very fucking difficult schedule. Like, they get the Cardinals next week, and then after that, they got fucking... <laughs> don't have anyone easy. Yeah, well, Seahawks, week four. Yeah, and we'll talk um, about the Seahawks uh, yeah. later, but... I guess you can say, I mean, who knows what the Rams are going to be at the end of the season. Saints could be good, could be not good. Patriots could be good, could be trash. You know, and the Cardinal Seahawks. So, you know, you've got four teams there that you could <clears throat> potentially win against, but, you know, you better hope that those teams don't show up that day. Yeah, they got a, they have a tough schedule, and uh, Daniel Jones is just not it. And Giants fans told me all offseason, Ben, they told me, oh, we got to pay him $40 because that's the going rate for a QB. I'm just like, yeah, that's a going rate for a good quarterback, not just yeah. a quarterback, dude. Like, yep. I'm so you're telling me you couldn't find equal production for less money? Like, dude, yep. Jimmy G is a better option. Yep. What are we doing, dude? Like, this hey, is Jimmy G signed for what? Twenty two? Wait, less than that? Like twelve? I think. Oh wow. Oh, that's years. right, because he's coming off the injury. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, like, this is the kind of signing though that like sets teams back in the long run. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. We'll see. I I think Brian well, Dable's a hell I of mean, a coach, but yes and no because they're gonna suck so much that they they're gonna get top five picks. Yeah, but they're still so, paying Daniel Jones. Well, yeah. I don't know what the outs are in his contract. I'm, I'm sure he has like some kind of outs, but uh, only so much guaranteed. But still, I mean, like they're kind of stuck with him. Yeah, I just I, I couldn't. I was so surprised after taking you know even just in. The fourth quarter, I think he got sacked twice. It would have been a third time, but there was a offsides, um, uh, the two fumbles that were both recovered by New York. Like he was getting the shit beat out of him, and yeah. I just don't understand why, as a as a franchise, why you know the GM isn't calling down to the coach, get the fuck, get it. We we're paying him forty million dollars, get him the fuck out of there. Yeah, who knows. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, Thursday night's game. We'll go backwards. Uh, we had the Chiefs and and, and uh, the Lions. Obviously, no Chris Jones, no Travis Kelsey for the Chiefs. The Chiefs closed four-point favorites. They end up losing outright 21-20 to in a game that they should have absolutely won. I mean, this yep. was a travesty that they didn't win and cover. Uh, yep. 52 and a half was the total. It goes under. Saw a lot of people on Twitter after the game, you know, Oh, plus four or plus four lions, easy, no sweat bet. Yeah, like no, bro. If the if the Chiefs receivers could catch, I mean yep. the Chiefs run away with this game. It's not even close. Yep. Um, you know the Lions scored twenty one points. Seven of them were on a interception that Kadarius Tony should have caught. Like, yeah, that goes against yeah. Patrick Mahomes, and it shouldn't have. If Kadarius Tony caught any of those three balls. It's a it's a Kansas City win. Any of those three, um, even with the pick six, if he catches what number two and three there, two or three, 
Yep. Like that that game's over. Kansas City walks home with a W. Yep. Was... And I think that's something that they really have to to look at is that that you know wide receiver that offensive core because you know Kittle's got a hamstring a knee injury that could keep him out. You know, maybe one more game. Yeah, but it, but thing, it could be something that nags. The only thing, you know, my only my only pushback to that is like these these are professional wide receivers. They're yes. not going to drop as many balls as they did that one game. Like that game is probably an anomaly, right? And if they do do that again, they, they shouldn't be on an NFL roster. Yeah, like it wasn't just Tony that had drops. Like they all dropped hella balls, dude. Yeah. So when you when you think about it in that aspect, like going forward, if you know, I'm a KC fan or a KC backer, like, and, and going forward in the next week, like, I, I, my takeaway from this game here was that the the lines are going to be overvalued going into next week, Absolutely. right? Because everyone's going to say, oh, they beat the Chiefs. But if you actually look at it, like, they should have never won that game. No. And they shouldn't have covered either. So yeah. if you think about that and that the fact that Kansas City, the likelihood of their receivers dropping out, I don't even know off the top of my head how many, but it was at least eight or nine drop balls. Uh, let's see. Mahomes was 21 for 39, but does it tell me what drops? If you go to pro football reference, it probably definitely does. Uh, they had a lot of drops. They had a lot of drops. Yeah. A lot. Uh, Sky Moore had a couple drops. Um, What's his face? Tony obviously had three drops. Yep. I mean, just overall, it was it was just bad, dude. It was yeah. Yeah, the only one who didn't was Valdez Gamley. It was a lot. It was bad football, man. Yep. Does not get worse than that. Um. Yeah. So I mean, that's my takeaway from that game. I, you know, going into next week, I'm kind of looking at fading the Lions and backing the Chiefs probably. And I know the Chiefs are playing the Jaguars, but. Yeah, and you've got the the Lions playing the Seahawks, so I don't know how much we can. I think it's a perfect spot because you're gonna, everyone's going to be down on the Seahawks after they got fucking boat raced by the Rams. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where that line comes up. So let's let's move to that game. So Rams Seahawks uh, Seahawks closed four point favorites. Total was forty four and a half. The game goes under by a point and a half, and the Rams win thirty to thirteen. Mm-hmm. Now, I played the Rams plus four and a half in this game. Uh, part of the reason being, Ben, is because, you know, I look at these spots in the offseason where, like, these teams get absolute shit on, like, oh, the Rams aren't going to be any good. And on yeah. the flip side, the Seahawks are going to be good, right? Seahawks had uh, Geno Smith coming off probably the best year of his career. That might have been an anomaly. We don't know, yeah. right? And it looked like an anomaly today. I mean, they only had 12 yards in the second half. Yeah. So th- that's why that's why I played the Rams. I thought it was a good buy low, sell high type type yeah. spot. Rams end up winning 30 to 13. Uh, again, the Seahawks were just awful in the second half, just absolutely atrocious. Matt Stafford finished 24 of 38, 334 yards, no touchdowns. Um, Geno Smith was 16 of 26 for 112 yards, one touchdown. What was your takeaway from this game? Uh, I really like this young kid, uh, Puka Nakua. Oh, yeah, from BYU. Yeah, he looked good. 
he looked really good today. Um, so I think that's going to be great for this team. Um, you know, like 10 catches, 119 yards with cup being out. Like this is exactly what they needed was a, a young kid to step up. And then when Cooper does come back in, you know, they're going to have two offensive, you know, threats that are going to really, if Cooper cup comes back, that's yeah, true. Uh, he should come back. Like we, what they say? Like 12. Damn. That's what they said. Yeah. 10 to 12. So, I mean, he's, he's definitely going to be out for a while, but that's, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be positive for them. Um, you know, having two, two at well, another six receptions, 119 yards too. Um, you look good. Yeah. It's uh, they've, they've got that, that core that if Stafford can stay healthy, um, you know, if they can run the ball, which they did not do today, um, you know, they're going to be able to, they're going to be able to be a, and at least a mediocre to good team. They also have to uh, like keep their, their heads on because I saw Donald take a couple stupid penalties today. That's kind of what Aaron Donald does, but you know what? Yeah. The production you get out of him on defense, you could it's worth it, yeah. You know, could uh give or take a couple of those. Same thing with uh with Seattle though. Mm-hmm. The personal fouls on DK and, and Guandre. I think Seattle in this kind of the same aspect of the Giants, I felt like there was some regression coming regardless. Um I didn't expect them to lose and I didn't expect them to lose like this. <laughs> but Yeah. But I'm I'm you know, I'm obviously not as high on the Seahawks. However, I think next week against Detroit is a good buy low spot on the Seahawks because everyone's going to be on the lines. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where this line is too because, you know, it could potentially be seven, six and a half, seven. Where is it at? In Seattle? Uh, trying to pull up week two, but it didn't pull it up for me. Where is this game going to be? If it's uh, in Detroit, it's probably gonna be Detroit minus four and a half, maybe four. Let's see. In Detroit, it's probably gonna be Detroit minus four, four and a half. Let's see if anything's up yet. If we have an opening line, uh, <laughs> Detroit minus five and a half. Five and a half. I would definitely take it's, the Seahawks. And it's probably gonna get bet up. I think it's gonna get bet down. Or sorry, down. I think it closes at four, four and a half. Oh, okay. I figured we're going to get some initial betting up to like six and a half. Nah, because the people betting earlier, the sharp bettors that think like me, in the sense that like it's a good buy low spot on the Seahawks, then the public's going to come in on Sunday. Yeah. Because again, like, like Detroit. Yeah, they beat KC, but everyone's gonna look at that and be like, "Oh, Detroit just won at KC on the road, and I'm only I got laying less than a touchdown." Yeah, you're laying less than a touchdown, but game should have been a lot worse in KC, dude. They should have yeah. lost like, you know, a lot. They should have lost by over a touchdown, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Took some funky wonky shit. 
Um, all right, let's move on to uh, Philly, New, uh, New England. Philly closed three-and-a-half-point favorites. A lot of money came in on the Patriots today. Um, they end up covering 25-20. to 20. The total was 43-and-a-half. It goes over. Uh, the, the the Eagles actually led this game 16 nothing. And I, I texted you guys earlier this morning, and I said, man, I'm kind of impressed by the Colts. Shane the Steichen. Patriots? No, I said the Colts. The, the Colts really impressed me this morning. Oh, and, oh, oh, oh. And their, yeah, yeah, their yeah. head coach, Shane Steichen, is the former offensive coordinator of Philly. And yeah. I said, I, I said, I wonder how much this is going to affect Philly this year. Well, Philly's offense did not look as good as it did a year no. ago. Yeah. Um, Jalen Hurts went 22 of 33 for 170 yards, one touchdown. He ran for an additional 37 yards on nine carries. But, I mean, they were up 16 nothing, Ben, and they couldn't score for the longest yeah. fucking time. Four field goals. I, yeah, I don't think they scored another touchdown after that. No. And, uh, you know, the Patriots came back and almost made uh, – could have possibly won the game twice. But uh, Eagles' defense is good. Yeah. And Mac Jones is not good. Um, yeah. What was your takeaway from this game? Um, yeah, I think I, I, I liked what I saw out of Jalen Carter. Um, I didn't watch this game, but I did see the highlights. Um, you know, him getting his first sack, he pressured, you know, pressured the uh, Mac, what, six or seven times. Um, you know, so it's it's definitely a good thing coming out of that. Um, I think the Patriots can take this, even though they didn't win. I think they can take it as a win um, in some sense, because, you know, they were able to come back and, you know, win the second, third and fourth quarters. Um, you know, the, I, they, they had that tough spot, but outscored, well, I guess they didn't win the third quarter, but outscored the Patriots 14 to nothing in the second quarter and then tied them, you know, six. So, in there's sorry, six, six in the fourth. But you know, if you're looking at quarters two, three, and four, you're up 20 to nine. Yeah. So, you know, I think you can take that as a, you know, a, a decent push there. Um, you know, Mac Jones, 316 yards. That's, that's a good line. Um, he definitely wishes he didn't have that interception, but you know, they, they stayed in this game with the Eagles. And that's something I think you can take as a W. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I think the Patriots are a little better than what I initially thought in the offseason. And, you know, the Super Bowl loser always regresses a little bit every year. Like, no Super Bowl loser has made it back to the Super Bowl uh, in fucking God knows how long. I can't even remember off the top of my head who, who the last team is. So, in that aspect, like, I do think the Eagles have a very talented roster. However, they did lose both their coordinators, Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon. And the Shane Steichen loss may be bigger than we anticipated. Yeah. Because Indy looked a lot better than I expected. And the Eagles offense looked a lot worse than I expected. That offensive line needs help. For who? For um, the Eagles. I mean that that's been the strength of their team for the last couple of years but uh mm-hmm. I, it, a lot of it could have had to do with Shane Steichen and how he how he designed plays you know cuz he, yep. he really utilized Jalen Hurts strengths. One who was the uh who was the guy last year who retired? Um was it their center? 
Nah, Kelsey's still playing. Their center's Kelsey's not their center. Mm-hmm. No, maybe yeah, it was, was one of the. Their left tackle was going to retire, but I think he's still playing. Um, what's his name? Jason Peterson. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we'll see what happens with the Eagles, but I think uh, I think there's some regression to the mean there for them. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game, which was probably... They actually the mo- have a hard schedule this year. Yeah, that's the other thing. They had to play a first-place schedule. Uh, Peterson is gone. Oh, so that is a big loss. Yeah. Massive loss. All right, let's move on to the next game, which was by far the most entertaining game of the day, and that was the Dolphins at the Chargers. Uh, Chargers closed three point favorites. The total is fifty and a half. Game goes way over. Uh, the Dolphins win thirty six to thirty four. My biggest takeaway here is that the Chargers defense, dude. Well, both of these defenses were kind of porous, but Miami mm-hmm. Miami did pressure Justin Herbert when they when the time came when the time needed. Yeah, man, Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack were non existent all day, and that's supposed to be a strength of the of the Chargers defense. Yeah. Um. What's his name? The coach, uh, Brandon um, Brandon Staley, the head coach of the Chargers. Like, you know, I talked a lot of shit about him last year, Ben. I, I, I didn't think that he should have retained his job this year. I thought a lot of the losses in the past two years have been on him. Mm-hmm. And this dude's supposed to be a defensive coach, and your defense sucks. Yeah. Like, at what point is enough enough, and you just pack it up? Like, how many times do we have to see Justin Herbert lose games where his team scores 30 points? Yeah. <laughs> like, when is yeah. enough enough, dude? Yeah. And it, it's but just insane. You got to give it up to, to the Dolphins offense, though. Tua looked good. Tua looked in like he was at the form of his uh, of the beginning of last year. Well, I mean, so, he's thrown to two really fucking good wide receivers. Yeah. Um, yep. He didn't get sacked at all. He was Like I said, he was barely fucking pressured. Yeah. You know, his offensive line played fucking phenomenal. And... That's, I wish I had him in fantasy with his 466 yards. Seriously, and that, but that's that's what the charter they got to figure it out, dude. Like, yeah, how do you have Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack and you have zero sacks and like the dude doesn't even get pressured? Yeah, like they got to figure that shit out and they got to figure it out fucking fast. Yeah. Oh, I and you have Tui Tulaputu from uh, USC, who's a high draft pick. Fucking, he had a he had a better game than both those other dudes. Yep. So. The Chargers will. My biggest takeaway is the Chargers will always charger, so it's it's tough to take them. Um, and you know, I did think that Miami was going to be a sleeper pick to win the AFC East, so I'm not I'm not entirely shocked by that. Um, they have a great offense; they just got to stay healthy. Yep, no, not as good. Twenty seven point one points for Tua, because he only threw what two touchdowns, one touchdown, three touchdowns. Three touchdowns? He only had yep. 20, 20 what? <laughs> 27.1. Uh, minus two points for a fumble lost. Minus two points for an interception thrown. Uh, so it would have been at 31-1. But... Interesting. Yep. All right, let's move over to the Vegas Raiders at the Broncos. Vegas cl- or, uh, Broncos closed three-point favorites. Total was 43.5. The Broncos opened this game with an onside kick. Uh, yeah. Ball's illegally touched. Got gets called back. Kind of changed the uh, 
momentum of that game. But yeah, here we are. Jimmy G gets it done again, man. This dude just wins, bro. <laughs> Fuck, man. I I definitely took a little bit of a gasp when uh, he went down again. Yeah. Um. You know, took that hard hit and then gets his ankle landed on. Yeah. Like, oh my god, this kid is made of glass. But I, he pulled it out today. He definitely pulled it out today. Him and and Jacoby Myers looked good. Yep. Jacoby and, didn't didn't get many yards, but man, those you know the routes that he ran, um, nine catches, eighty one yards. Yeah. Um, you know, him and and Jimmy G looked looked good together. Uh, I was surprised Hunter Renfo didn't even have a ball thrown to him. Um, uh, so that's. It's a little in- interesting there. The time um, will come. What's that? The time will come. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, I mean, you kind of saw this with him and Ayuk in San Francisco where Jimmy gets his priorities, and if you're not that priority, you're not seeing the ball. So, Yeah, I mean, he definitely, like, he goes to guys he trusts, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, You know, I, I thought the Raiders were kind of undervalued all offseason. I, I didn't play this game, but if I did, it would it would have been the Raiders plus three and a half. Um, but I, I mean, I told all my friends that are Raider fans, dude, they they all were like, we're going to suck. I was like, nah, you're not because you have Jimmy G. Yep. So you're going to manage to win eight to nine games just off, off rip, dude. Like, yep. you're going to be good enough to not be great, but you're going to be, you're not going to be bad. You know, yeah. you're going to kind of be right there and, um, you know, say what you want about Jimmy G, dude, but like, We've heard this from dudes that have been in the locker room with him. Like, the dudes will run through a fucking wall for that guy. Like, yeah, he is absolutely. a leader, and he has intangibles that you just you can't teach, dude. And yeah. that's why he's valuable. And, you know, he kind of proved it here. Gets the Raiders to 1-0. Uh, I thought and the higher... importantly, wins a division game against Denver. Yeah, I mean, they've owned Denver for, like, since 2019, yeah. but... I, I thought the AFC West hierarchy was going to be Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. I thought the Broncos would still be the worst team. Mm. Um, Bron- like honestly, I don't think Russell Wilson would be the starting quarterback by Week Ten. Yeah, I think there's a reason why they signed Jarrett Siddham to a big c- contract for a backup. Yeah. Um, shout out to AC Money. Me and AC had a had a conversation about this uh, at Circa a couple weeks back. But yeah, I mean, I, I think the Raiders undervalued. I think the Broncos were a little overvalued because of Sean Payton, and I think we kind of saw that here. I was hoping Irv yeah. would be on tonight so I could hear him on his excuses about <laughs> about the Broncos and the next game we're going to talk about too. Yeah, well, and, and I mean, just to think about too, like Russ, 27 for 34. So completion to uh, attempts was good. 177 yards, not good. Uh, five point uh, two average, um, you know per pass, not good. Um, but two and a, two sacks, QBR seventy four point eight, like just not that great of a game. Yeah, better than what he did last year, but still not at the level that you. You know, you should be doing when you traded away so much for him and are paying him so much. Yep. So, I mean, that was a mistake. Like, they wanted to get Rodgers. That's obviously why they hired Nathaniel Hackett. Didn't end up getting him. So, they made a fucking, uh, what's it called? Like, 
an overreacted move by going and getting Russell Wilson, and now they're paying. Yeah. There's a reason why the Seahawks just like gave him away, dude. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um. All right, let's move on to the next game. We we had the Packers at the Bears. Bears closed one point favorites. Uh, Packers cover. They absolutely fucking beat the brakes off the Bears, and the total was forty one. The game goes over. Packers almost hit the over by themselves. Yeah. <clears throat> this was another. This is another situation here, Ben. Where a team was absolutely undervalued all offseason and a team was way overvalued all offseason. Yeah. And it showed again. And once again, Justin Fields is not a good quarterback, dude. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, bro. All these Bears fans and people and people that like back him have all the excuses built in for him. Oh, he doesn't have receivers to throw to. Well, now he has DJ Moore. Oh, but his offensive line let him down. It's like, dude. At what point do you just, like, sit back and be like, bro, like, this dude just, he doesn't have it, bro. Like, he doesn't. Well, their offensive line did kind of let him down today. They they Um, weren't good, but at the same time, like, dude, this guy, he literally, if he doesn't have, if his first option isn't open, he pulls the ball down and tries to run. Yeah. And so he kind of runs himself into some sacks sometimes, too. Yeah. And I'm not saying his offensive line was great, but, dude, he doesn't do himself any favors. No, absolutely. And, you know, I think when we were talking about, you know, Kansas City, we were talking about how many dropped balls they they had. Like, they were, the, Chicago was the complete opposite. Like, these balls weren't catchable. At all. Yeah, they were they were attempted, um, but they weren't they weren't catchable. Um, you look at Chase Claypool, two attempts, uh, two targets, no catches. Um, DJ Moore only had, like, three targets. Ben, two targets. Two targets. He had two receptions, though. And that was Um, all in the first half. Yeah. Mooney, seven targets, four receptions. Komet, seven targets, five receptions. Uh, Herbert, five targets, three receptions. Like, these these just weren't real catchable balls. Um, You know, so that's... And on the flip side, you know who looked good? Yeah, Love. Jordan Love. Definitely look good. Been trying to tell him, Ben. Yep. So yeah. re- there's I, a reason I mean, yeah. why the Packers were so like they wanted Aaron Rodgers out the door. Like they were they couldn't get him out there fast enough. Yeah. There's a reason why. I mean, they're Jordan Love is no Aaron Rodgers. He's not he, gonna be Aaron Rodgers. I, that it's it's a high ceiling and like if you're gonna compare him to that, he's probably gonna Maybe never hit your expectations. Yeah. However, everyone said the same He's thing about cute. Aaron Rodgers to Brett Favre. Yeah. Nobody was like, oh, well, everyone said, oh, there's no way he'll ever be Brett Favre. He won a Super Bowl in his third year. Third year as a starter, I should say. How many did Brett win, though? One. Only one? Okay. He went to two. Yeah. Okay. Lost to the Broncos. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. I still don't think Love is going to get to you know the level of either of those two, uh, Favre or. Um, he has Rogers, the physical but, capabilities, though, Ben. Yeah, but he doesn't have the team. No, that that's the thing is like that's why I think the Packers were undervalued because they have a good team, dude. They have a really good defense. They have two of the best cornerbacks in in football. Yeah. And then on the they flip side, bro, they don't have the receiving. I, I think they do. I think Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs are, are going to be phenomenal wide receivers, dude. Yeah. Christian Watson was obviously hurt, but Christian Watson said it in the offseason. He he said it. He said 
he he said we love playing for Jordan Love. Bro, yeah. they they didn't like playing with Rodgers. Rodgers yeah. isolated them. And part of it could be because of the age difference. I get it. But he yeah, isolated those team. guys, dude. Yeah. Week one last year, Christian Watson, he throws him a ball. Christian Watson drops it. He doesn't throw Christian Watson another pass for like six weeks. Yep. But yep. Jordan Love is different. He has a different report with these guys. Mm-hmm. They said it. They said they said this is a different team, and, and we love playing with Jordan. That's what yep. they. That's what Christian Watson said verbatim. Yeah, and every. I think it's, it's going to take some time for this team to, to I, mesh. Into I Jordan. don't. My other. One of my three futures I placed was the Green Bay Packers to win this division plus four fifty. The mm. Vikings looked like shit. Well, I mean that's also not difficult because this division is not good. It might not be, but everyone people thought this team was going to finish fourth place. Yeah, but the roster they have the, in my opinion, they have the best roster in this division, top to bottom. Like they're going to have a top five defense this year, no doubts about it. They have two of the best cornerbacks in football, man. Yeah, but that Rajul Butler out. and uh, and that Alexander could be out a lot. No, they could. Why? Yeah. They they have one of the best run games. They have one of the best offensive lines. I, I mean, Aaron Jones. Yes, AJ Dillon did not look good whatsoever today. He barely took the, the thirteen touches. The reason w- the win this for nineteen game, yards. Yeah, but the he re- did not look good today. When this game changed was when they came out in the second half and they just like fucking pounded the rock, dude. That's when the yeah. whole game changed. Aaron Jones. I'll take it. AJ AJ Dillon has this spot, so like he's a big bruising back, dude. Yeah. I, I I like this Packers team. And on the flip side, I don't like this Bears team. I don't think they're good at all. I think their defense no, sucks. Yeah. And I think this is gonna be the, the last place team in the division. Yeah. I think this is the first and last. They're gonna teams I, the I think the Bears and the Texans are going to battle the Cardinals for the worst record in the, in the NFL. It's going to be those three teams that are going to be bottom dwellers. The Bears and the Texans? Um... Bro, the Texans could not. Like, that offensive line is fucking awful, dude. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm just trying to think if there's any anyone else. The Vikings? Nah, the Vikings have too much. They as they're still a good team. They're just not a a great team. Shit, the way that the Bengals played today, they should be fighting for the bottom spot. Shit, nah, they'll they'll bounce. No, back. I know, I know. Joe Browns Burrow, his kryptonite is the fucking Browns, dude. Like, yeah. I don't think he's ever beat the Browns. <laughs> uh, that'd be interesting to think to see. Let's see. I, I I'm pretty sure he's never beat the Browns. See, Joe Burrow's record versus the Browns. One in five against the Browns in his career. One in five, dude. Terrible. Awful. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game. We had the Cardinals at the Commies. Commies closed seven-point favorites. The total was 38. The game goes under. The Commies do not cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arizona led most of this game, by the way. Um, but then, you know, they got the phone call down saying, hey, you guys aren't supposed to win. Yeah, we, we need Caleb. We're, we're trying to lose here. <laughs> yeah. uh, I wonder if it was, it was defensive and special team 
actions, right? That uh, that got them the early lead. Yeah, it was just it was a lot of funky shit, dude. And uh, again, like you know, I I wanted to play Arizona plus seven because of the fact that like again another team where everyone shits on them all off season and says mm-hmm. that they're not a professional sports team. But again, this is a prime example to everybody out there, new or old betting NFL, that these are still professional football teams, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and they're still good. Uh, So, you know, the Cardinals covered. They didn't look good. Uh, The commies didn't look good either. No. Uh, for what that's worth. Um, The commies' defense did look pretty good. Could have been a combination of the Arizona Cardinals' offense being absolute dog shit. But... um. Okay, so it wasn't special teams. It was just defense. Uh, Howell had the interception and the yeah. fumble for a touchdown. Scoop and Oh, scoop yeah, the scoop score. and score. Yeah. Um, but at some point, the commies are going to fire Ron Rivera. It's just a matter of when it happens. Who was uh, – was Tune the Cardinals' QB? Uh, I think he played a little bit, but uh, no, Josh Dobbs did. Josh Dobbs played the whole game. Okay. That's how you know they're trying to lose, bro. They they just yeah. traded for this dude like three weeks ago, <laughs> and they throw him out there <laughs> as yep. their opening day starter. Oh my god, Connor looked pretty good though. Fourteen carries, sixty two yards. Yep, um, which is good. He's been he's been struggling for a while. Marquise Brown, one carry for twenty nine yards. Oh, it's a good average there. This was the first Sunday in a long time where like. I didn't have the Cardinals game on a TV. Yeah. Cause I just, I didn't care. I yeah. just, if the, I only, the only things I saw from them was on red zone. Yeah. I had, I had the Texans Ravens game on a TV <laughs> over that game, dude. You didn't have the Niners, uh, the Niners game on. No, nah, cause I didn't bet that game. Okay. So the only thing I saw from you that, game, bet was that game, red zone too. That was, that was beautiful. Early morning slate. I had, uh, I had the Tampa Bay game on. That was my biggest mm-hmm. bet of the day was the Bucks. So I had that one on the big screen. Yep. And then I had um I had Tennessee, New Orleans on a little screen. And then I had red zone. And then I had a quad box with um I don't know the my quad box was Tampa Bay, Minnesota, Red Zone, and um the Browns Bengals. Okay. Because I had a I had a bet on the Browns. Yeah. Um. All right. Where are we at? We we just finished with uh, Washington. All right. Niners, Steelers. Ben. It's beautiful. Niners close one point favorites. The total was forty one. The game goes under. Niners cover. Win thirty to seven. Brock Purdy is undefeated in regular season games in which he well he's undefeated in general in games in which he starts and finishes. Yep. Uh, he had two touchdowns today, 220 yards. Uh, Kenny Pickett had 232 yards, 31 to 46, two picks. Defense looked good. Offense looked good. Niners looked like the best team in the league. Yep, agreed. I had uh, I had a bunch of uh, Dallas fans texting me <clears throat> at, uh, at the end of the day today. Just be like, oh, like, oh, you thought your Niners were good. Look at these fucking, you know, these Cowboys. Like, <laughs> We've got revenge written all over us, and it's just like, yeah, you're playing the fucking the the Giants. Um, the the Niners are definitely the team to beat here. Um, Steelers is they're they're going to be what a top five defense. 
um, on on most weeks. Um, yeah, but this offense, man, this offense is incredible. There's so many threats. Um, the defense is incredible. There's so many threats. Um, fuck, our secondary actually looks good. Uh, I still think we need a cornerback at some point. Um, but they didn't look didn't look like it today. Um, super impressed by this Niner team. Yeah, I mean, I thought they were the best roster. Biggest question mark was like how healthy is Purdy? I think kind of answered yep. all those questions. Um, yeah. So I mean, with that being but, said, I I think they're the best team. And you know, I I was a huge like Trey Lance, you know, uh, uh, fan and and you know definitely pushed for him. But I feel so much more comfortable with with Sam behind us. Yeah. So. Yeah, Darnold is uh, you know, uh he should be starting. It. Yeah. <laughs> he should yeah. be. He's a hell of a good quarterback. Well, he's got talent, I should say. Um, all right. Next team, uh, Saints, Tennessee Titans. Saints closed three-point favorites. The total was 41. Game goes under. Tennessee covers as the Saints only win by one. Um, this was an absolute mid-off between Tannehill and Derek Carr. Tennessee probably wins this game if they have Blake Willis in there because Tannehill threw three picks. He looked like yep. shit. Derek Carr, 23 of 33, 305 yards, one touchdown, one interception. But again, didn't look great. Um, my takeaway is that both these teams are pretty mid. I think Tennessee's going to have to make a quarterback switch. Tannehill's just, he's not that guy, dude, at all. Yeah, my question is, when is that going to happen? Uh, hopefully sooner than later if if you're a Tennessee Titans fan because Tannehill yeah. is cooked, bro. He, looked, yep. he, gave, he, he was the reason why they lost. Yeah. When you got the Chargers next week, but then you have the Browns and the Bengals, and the Colts would be, you know, in in week what, week five, the Colts would be a great position to get Malik in there, and you know sure. have that be a challenging game. Bro, they had Nick Folk might have been the leading scorer for fantasy this week. Five field goals, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and for distance too, right? She had a 50-yarder, and then yeah. he had a 45-yarder, and then a 31, 27, 29. Yeah, um, yeah the Titans, they got to do something like quarterback. I think the Saints are – they are what they are. Um, the sad is, thing is they can still win this division. Yeah. I mean, I think the Falcons are better, though. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that, but – that was yeah, the other game I had on this morning was the Falcons because I had them for a survivor. So I need I had they need I needed them to win. I was sweating at halftime, dude. Yeah. I was like, fuck. Yeah. Um all right. Next game, Tampa Bay, Minnesota. Minnesota closes four point favorites. Uh Tampa Bay covers. They went outright. Total was forty five. It goes under. Tampa Bay wins the game. Um Baker Mayfield, dude, that guy's dog, man. You can say what you want about him, but 21 of 34, 173 yards, two touchdowns, and had a big first down conversion run to close out the game where he just, like, put his body out on the line. Thought it was yeah, very – His first half was not good. Three not for 11 good. for 12 yards. Oh, I mean, the whole first half, they were – the whole team looked like shit offensively. Yeah. Mm. 
I mean, they still won the first. Uh, I guess the the first half was tied ten ten going into yeah. going into the break. But but again, the the Bucks are another team that was shit on all off season, mm-hmm. very undervalued, and it was a good spot to back them here and against a Vikings team that overperformed last year and they won. They were like eleven and zero in one score games. Yeah, unsustainable. Yeah, and here they are, one score game, zero and one to start the year. <laughs> There's going to be more of these to come. I mean, also have to put this into play, too. Minnesota, 41 yards rushing. Yeah, they got to be able to run the ball. You know who could have gotten 41 yards rushing at halftime? Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. So, I mean, Tampa Bay's rushing was trash as well. Uh, yeah, Tampa Bay couldn't run the ball last year though at all. So yeah, yeah. And I think they were actually improved today. Yeah, well, I mean, seventy-three total yards, but your highest, your leading rusher, Rashad White, at seventeen carries, thirty-nine yards. Like, that's bad. Yeah, no, they couldn't run that's last year bad. either, dude. And you, you don't have a QB. I mean, yes, Baker Mayfield, you know, can be a dog, but you don't have a QB like you did that can win you those games. Uh, I, I don't mean, think Baker can win you those games. I think we like to shit on Baker a lot, dude. Because but Baker was reason we shit on Baker. We shit on Baker because he was the first overall pick. That's Baker only... had option after option for a couple of years. With who? Browns. With the Browns. What do you mean option? He had Odell Beckham Jr. that didn't want to be in Cleveland. Yeah, because he had Baker Mayfield thrown to him. He he never he wanted had to Landry, be. Landry, he had Nick Chubb. Not I. He had. Uh, I think uh, I. I don't think Baker Mayfield's like a great quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. And I think a lot of our thought process on him being dog shit is because he was the first overall pick, and like that's it's fair because that's the that's what he's going to get held to. He's going to get held to that standard, right? Yeah, he should have never been the first overall pick ever. Yeah, who else was in that? That year? Sam Darnold. Okay. I don't think he should have been the first overall pick either. I don't think he would have made the Browns much better. So that's... Josh Allen was also in that draft. Okay, Josh Allen, that changes things. Yeah. I'll I'll take him but, first overall. But... but my point is is like we we look down on Baker because he was the first overall pick and he gets held to that stand for standard and rightfully so. But I think people do forget that he still is a good quarterback. You know what I mean? He's, He's just Good, he's not great. Yeah, I think that's a great way of putting it. I think it's fair. Yeah. He's good, he's not great. But he does have Mike Evans, and he does have Godwin, and, um, you know, they can't run the ball. They still can't run the ball. That's definitely an issue, but they do have a very good defense, which is good, and I, I think I think they were a little undervalued. Like, everyone was like, oh, it's going to be one of the worst teams in the league. Like, I mean, that's still a, basically the same team that won a Super Bowl two years ago. You know what I mean? Like minus one major piece. Minus Brady, but I mean, like, dude, Brady, like, they were the they were one of the most, one of the most talented teams, Ben. Yeah, you know, defensively, I don't think this team is up where it used to be. Uh, I should say they, they won, won a Super Bowl, Bowl three years ago, not two years. ago. Yeah, and um, and they aren't going to get the calls like they did with with Brady behind them. So we'll see. I, uh, we'll see. I, I think I think the Bucks are going to be better than people think, dude. I wouldn't even be shocked if they won the division. That division sucks. That division sucks, but that's a stretch. All right, let's move on to the next game. Jacksonville at Indy. 
Uh, Jacksonville closed three and a half point favorites. The total was 45. Jacksonville covers and it goes over. Um, while Jacksonville did cover, I was impressed with Indianapolis, dude. I uh, had no, I, I didn't have a ton of expectations for Indy, but uh, Shane Steichen is a hell of a play designer. Richardson looked pretty good uh, for his first game. He went 24 37 for 223 yards, Ben. He mm. also rushed 10 times for 40 yards and a touchdown. Um, but Jacksonville, obviously the class of the AFC South, Tre- Trevor Lawrence just continues to get better. Yep. And uh, yeah. now that he has a real number one in Calvin Ridley, I think this this could be the year for the breakout. Calvin Ridley looked good. Zay Jones looked good. Um, Travis Etienne looked good. Uh, Etienne looked okay. Um, he had his long 26-yard carry, but... You know, I, I think this is an offense that can that can finally produce for him, and this defense is is good. I, I agree with you. Um, Indianapolis looked good. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what Anthony Richardson does. Uh, there was, you know, obviously he was hyped today, but still went twenty four for thirty seven. Um, was sacked four times. So it's a lot of youth uh, in there, though. That's what. A lot of youth in those sacks. Oh yeah, um, he he also needs to learn how to slide when he's running. He, the he ball. needs to learn how to slide, and he needs to learn how to hold his uh, his emotions. Because at the end of the game, there, um, right before he got hurt, when they were down at the ten yard line, um, and they weren't able to, you know, push to get that final score, um, which I'm really glad because that allowed me to uh, cover to cover, but. Um, he got visually emotional, ripped off his. Uh, That's his... good though. I want. I want a competitor, dude. I yeah, want you... a competitor. Yeah, but then the next, you know, the next play, he ran it and didn't make the line of scrimmage. Ends up getting hurt. Yeah, you know, and then you have Garner Minshew come in here and throw two duds. So, you know, like. He he's got to learn how to calm that storm, and you know, yes, be emotional, but use that emotion to push you, not get your head out of the game. Yeah, I I agree. He's got to he's he's gonna learn those things though as uh, yeah, he's young as time goes on. Um, I'm sure they would have enjoyed having a real running back too. Yeah. But I was I was impressed with Indy, man. I really was. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I thought go. this was going to be a, a runaway in, in my bet. I mean, we talked about this last Tuesday. I wasn't um, sure if it was going to be a runaway, but, you know, I, I didn't know. I honestly didn't know what to expect of Indy. I think that's kind of why I stayed away from the game. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, man, Shane Steichen, you know, he did a lot of things for Anthony Richardson that he did with J- uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, yeah. It really helped improve Jalen Hurts, so. You know, if Anthony Richardson keeps working, dude, uh, he's got all the talent in the world to be a great quarterback. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, all right. Uh, since he at Cleveland, uh, Cleveland closed one one point favorites. They were two and a half point dogs earlier in the week. Uh, the total was 46. Cleveland wins 24 to three. You said it earlier, Ben. Uh, Joe Burrow's now one in five against Cleveland in his career. Burrow was 14 of 31 for 82 yards, dude. Yeah. And there was shitty weather in this game. It was. 
but still, but still. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty, pretty bad, bad. dude. Yeah. Their offensive line well, is still a fucking problem, dude. Yeah. Well, I think Cleveland adjusted to the rain. They adjusted to being up, you know, 10, nothing at half and just kept pounding it. I mean, 206 rushing yards. Yeah. I mean, that's um, what they do. To 144 passing yards. Um, you know, Watson was 45 of those. I, I mean, I think he definitely needs to step it up throwing the ball. Um, but, you know, he's that offensive threat both on the ground and in the air. And that's that's why Cleveland, you know, picked him up and, and took the chance on him. And, you know, they just beat a division rival here. So, yep, big win. It's a, it's a big, yeah, it's a big win. And, man, Burrow did not look good at all. And I know he's still recovering from his, uh, his calf strain, but. Could tell he didn't practice. You can yeah, tell he has a 14 played. for 31, 2.6 yards average, two sacks for 15 loss, uh, 15 yard loss. Um, you just T Higgins couldn't get into the game. Jamar Chase couldn't get into the game. Tyler Boyd, same thing. Yeah, it was a T Higgins, eight targets, no, no receptions. Yep. Tough, Ouch. tough game, dude. Very Ouch. tough game. Yep. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, the Texans at Baltimore. Baltimore closed nine and a half point favorites. The total was 43 and a half. The game goes under. Baltimore covers 25 to nine. My biggest takeaway here was uh, the Texans are just, uh, they're they're a bad team. <laughs> they're yeah, very Texans bad are bad, and man, poor Dobbins, man. Yeah, that's after the season. That hurts. But the on the flip side, the Ravens didn't look great either. Like, it looked more of, it to me, it was more, of the fact that, like, the Texans just looked so bad. Like, the offensive line was banged up. They were on their, like, third-string right tackle by the end of the game. Um, and C.J. Stroud just, like, absolutely lost, dude. I, I have no hope for this team this year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they talked about it, too. You know, him being small, seeing up the middle, and he definitely was small today and could not see up the middle. So That's Bryce Young. That's Bryce. Oh, he was small and couldn't see up the middle. He looked, he looked decent, though. Let's move on to that game. Uh, Falcons and uh, Panthers. Falcons closed three and a half point favorites. Total was 40 and a half. Goes under. Falcons cover. They went 24 to 10. Uh, Bryce, Young, Bryce Young, 20 of 38. Small. Couldn't see up the middle. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> 20 of 38. 146 yards. One touchdown. Two interceptions. Desmond Ritter, 15 of 18. 115 yards. One touchdown. Uh, Falcons have to get um, Pitts and and, um, and uh, Drake London involved, dude. Yeah, Arthur London Smith has to figure this out. Yeah, London was non-existent today. Inverter wasn't all that great, um, but one to Al Greer, oh, he looked good. Yep, Algier looked good. Bijan Robinson looked good. So Falcons come away twenty-four to ten winners, and they help me move on in Survivor. Yeah. I'm a yeah, survivor. There a, there probably a couple, couple teams that uh, you know definitely lost, lost a lot of people in Survivor. Well, the the most played team was the Commies, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, I was talking to AK, and I was like, I can't, I can't play the Commies because you know if they lose, then basically everyone's going to be out, and I'll be I'll be left in. Yeah. So I was like, I'm playing. I'm, I'm thinking of the Falcons, or I'm thinking of the Vikings. And he's like, but but at the same time, I like the Buccaneers plus six. Yeah. 
He's like, well, he's all, don't play the Vikings, dude. Because then they're middling. Yeah. I was like, you're right. And I told Irv, I was like, should I play the Falcons? He said, yes, play the Falcons. Boom. We move on. Yeah. All right. Monday night football tomorrow night, Ben. We got a battle of New York. We got the Bills against the Jets. Right now, the Bills anywhere from a point and a half to two point favorites. Total is 45 and a half. I know you gave out the Bills already. Yep. You're still sticking by it? I am still sticking by it. Um, you know, I, I I do think the Jets are going to be a better team than they were last year. Um, but, you know, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some time. Um, you've got some injury questions for for the Jets and you know Buffalo has you know has a, a fire line under the ass to to prove like that they're as good of a team as they perform uh, in the regular season um and it starts in week 1 so I still have the Bills um you know Josh Allen is uh is a really fucking good QB and yep. he's got the options. He's got to bounce um, back, though. He had a rough year last year. He did. He definitely did. Um, but I, I just think it's going to take a couple weeks for the Jets to get up to, you know, quality playing. Yeah. This is a perfect, um, another one of those buy-low spots. Um, you know, everyone's going to be on the Jets. They yep. just saw hard knocks, right? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. I think a lot of I think a lot of people are on the Jets. Um, I still think Buffalo is the class of the division, so I'm with you. I, I like Buffalo here tomorrow night as well. I think <clears throat> Buffalo is going to get a lot of uh, a lot of energy with Hamlin coming back too. Yeah, um, it's going to be more of a Jets energy though because they're in, they're at New they're at the Jets Stadium and mm-hmm. yeah, I just. I'm not a not high on Jets, dude. I I think the Jets are going to be worse than people think, dude. Yeah, definitely, definitely agree with that. Um, all right, uh, Major League Baseball, Ben. So, yeah. quick little uh, tidbit here: uh, reported today that the Angels would be willing to trade Mike Trout if he wants out. Uh, Mike Trout's he has seven years left on his 12-year, $426.5 million deal. I think it makes it extremely difficult to trade. Very difficult. Uh, reminds me a lot of the Giancarlo Stanton trade to New mm-hmm. York a few years back. In the sense that, while yes, I'm sure teams would like to have Mike Trout, I don't think they are willing to give up much of anything to acquire the contract. Not the player, the contract. Yeah. Given the fact that he hasn't been healthy for three years, um, and even when he was on the field this year, didn't necessarily look that great. Yeah. What What do you think is a uh, like possible outcomes for this situation? I mean, if I'm Trout, I'm getting the fuck out of there, um, and I think that's also better for him health wise because we already know that the Angels have major issues. You know, with their training staff throughout the years. Yep. So, uh, you know, that's if I'm Trout, I request that trade last week. 
um, especially when they they say this. Um, get him out of there. Get him into a new a uh, new spot where he can start a new. Um, he needs to he needs to get out of there. We already know that that the Angels are fine with not getting anything in return. Um, they already messed up and mucked up the Otani um, situation where they could have gotten you know good return to boost their farm system. Um, I don't remember who was saying it, but if they were smart, they would have traded Otani during the system during the season and then used their assets that they got from that trade to be like, Hey, come resign here. We just got these young guys, you know, we're looking at our future. We want you to be a part of that future. We've got the core here. We've got the future coming you know help help us win yeah but i mean and, like the the young guys like they they've been you got to get you got to get established dudes you got to have a mix dude it, it that's yeah. that's the problem cuz by the time those guys that they if they were to trade otani for a bunch of prospects by the time the prospects get good you're looking a year or two down, years down the line you know what i mean yeah, otani wants to win can, now then you can come and say like, okay, let's do this for this year, and for the future, we have these prospects coming up that, you know, that are, are quality. I mean, future, they were talking about. Otani don't care about know, the future. He wants to win now. Yeah, his, his career but, is now. His career isn't in two, three years. Like, yeah, he'll I mean, still be when around. You're paid, when you're, you're getting paid hell of money, yeah, you're. you're you don't know what you're saying. gonna. You don't know what you're gonna be then, though. Yeah. The Angels just they they botched this whole fucking. Situation from the jump, uh, signing Rendon to that big deal was the first mistake, right? Yeah. Second mistake is the Otani thing. Now Otani's gonna walk. Uh, you know, it was reported earlier this week that he that he wants to play for a winner, and it's also being reported that he wants to play for a winner, and he doesn't really care if it's on the West or East Coast. Which before it was being reported, he only wanted to be on the West Coast. Now it doesn't seem to be an issue. He just wants to play for a winner. Yep. That opens a lot of things up. Um and then on top of that, like now you're losing Otani. You traded two of your top three prospects for Giolito, and then you fucking yep. wave Giolito. Yep. Because you know be the, next, the next point of they don't really care about getting things in return. It's it's just uh it's it's comedy, but the thing with the Mike Trout situation is like Okay, if you just want to dump the contract, then you're not going to get much in return for him, which I guess is like good financially. But if you want to get actual talent in return, you're gonna to have to you're gonna to have to eat part of that contract. Yeah, which I think I think Art Artie Moreno would, it would be willing to do. Uh, the Angels actually have some good young talent. Logan O'Hoppy looks really good. Mickey Moniak looks really good. Um, Zach Nato looks really good. Um, and then that, that kid at first base looks really good, too. They're not going to push the edge. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, especially in the AL when you've got, you, you've got Tampa Bay with a great farm system. You've got Baltimore, who's great now and still has a good farm system. Like, they're... Well, yeah, I think the difference, though, Ben, is, like, Baltimore had... Like elite talent in their farm well, system, yeah, but, right? th- but that's that's what I'm saying is like in the next 
three to five years. They're not going to Yeah, the Angels competing. don't have that. Yeah. But you still have good young talent. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they have a young, talented guy. Like, Zach Nato might be their best, their most talented young prospect guy. Yeah. MLB ready. But, like, is he on the level of a Gunnar Henderson or an Adley no. Rutschman? No. Yeah. He's not. Yeah. But it's still, like, a good piece no, to when, have. And But when you're in the division with Texas, with he, with the Astros, with... Well, Texas might be ass. Seattle. Yeah. But you know two of those three are going to be quality. I mean, who knows what the A's are going to be in, in Vegas. That could be a you know total resurgence for the A's team. Yeah. Like, it, it could be something, you know, that's I – don't, I don't know what to do. Do you keep Trout so you can hopefully contend? Nah, or do you, I would trade him. Yeah. I would I would even trade him for nothing just to dump the contract. Kind of just restart. Just start over. Start on a clean slate. How is yeah. I mean if if Otani and Trout aren't there, they're they're the team moving to Vegas, not Oakland. Yeah, but I mean like if they still have money though, which is my point. Like you, you trade Trout and you just dump the contract and then you you basically only have Anthony Rendon on a big contract, and therefore you could start over. So you could like be players in the free ag- free agent market. You know, what yeah, I mean? but you're gonna have to way overpay free agents to go out there because they know how much you fucked up with two of the best players in baseball. I don't know. I mean, players just want to get paid. Yeah, no, but it, and, exactly, they're gonna and, have to overpay for it. And, and you tell them, hey, hey, bro, we're gonna give you four hundred million uh, to live in Orange County. You down? <laughs> you know what I mean, like. I think I think yeah. that's part of the reason why Mike Trout will never ask for a trade. You know, he's his family. He has a family. He's established in Orange County. At this point in his career, like I don't think it's, you know, I don't think anyone's ever going to judge Mike Trout for like not being in the playoffs all but one year. You know, and maybe maybe they are, but maybe later on down the road in his career, when he has like two years left on his deal, he's like, okay, like get me to a contender so I can compete in the world series or, or do something. I don't, I don't know if it's right now. With his injury situation, who knows how long he's actually going to be playing though. He, he is from the East coast. So, you know, he's from Philly or he's from New Jersey, you know, so we'll see, you know, you know, the Yankees, uh, I, I think yeah. the Yankees are going to overreact after this year too. So, uh-huh. and then Jason Dominguez, dude, yeah, it's finally gets a shot, and now he's got Tommy John. Yep. So at least it's only going to be like six months or so because he's a, a field player. But he won't be able to throw though, so he's only going to be able to like DH next year. Oh, okay. Man, yeah, that's rough. Terrible, yep. huge blow. Um. All right, playoffs shaping out, Benjamin. Um. We got a. Uh, as far as the wild card is concerned, Texas still out half a game for the yeah. for the uh, AL. Yeah, Seattle's got that final spot. Toronto's a game ahead. Yeah, Seattle's been uh, they've been sliding. Yeah, so has Texas. <laughs> yeah, Texas really been sliding. And then on yeah. the and then on the NL side, uh, Arizona, Chicago, Philly, and then uh, Chicago's only I think a game and a half. 
back of Chicago's the... two up uh, for that final spot. I'm seeing Five of, of the central of the central. I think they're they're what oh. two games back of the central. Uh, two and a half back. They are three games back in the central. Three games back in the central, and then Arizona. They're up. Uh, Miami's a half game back. Giants are one and a half back. Cincinnati one and a half back. Yeah. And we could, like, we could finally say sayonara to the Padres. Yep. <laughs> we could finally pack them up, dude. Yep. Officially, officially cooked. Hey, if the Giants can go, what is it, eight and eleven? The Giants can only beat the Rockies. Yeah. That's their problem. But if the Giants can go eight and eleven. I'm happy with this season. I said it at the beginning. This is a 500 team. If they can get to 81 and 81, I'm happy. If they can beat that and get into that last wild card spot, awesome. But this is a this is a 500 team. We're seeing it. They need to go eight and eleven. All I know is, uh, you know who has the second most wins in all of baseball? Baltimore. That's right. Yeah. There we go. Your second team. Because your first team has tied for the least wins in baseball. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, they're becoming a fun team, though, man. They're not in last place anymore. Kansas City is uh, taking that one over. Mm-hmm. Colorado's close. I'm actually I'm very intrigued with the A's future. Uh, Zach Geloff. Hell of a fucking player. If you have not watched Zach Geloff play, you need to watch him play. Lawrence Butler, Asuri Ruiz. Um, they got they got a lot. They actually got young talent, dude. Regardless of what the media is going to tell you, they got some nice young kids. And that pitching, Ken Waldachuk, Kyle Muller. They should all be better next year. JP Sears, um, and then Mason Miller. Obviously, he got hurt earlier in the year. Brotho's like 104 miles an hour. He's back. They put him in the bullpen for now. So I'm 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 actually intrigued by the A's future, dude. I think they got some nice young pieces, man. Are they playing in Oakland for one more year? At least, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, it all depends on what what goes down because, like the the whole stadium situation isn't even figured out in Vegas yet. So yeah, you know, like they bought property. They have plans, um, you know. We'll we'll see what happens, but I, I am I am very intrigued with the A's future, man. I am intrigued yeah. by it, but uh, yeah, man. Baltimore is my team right now. There you go. And and no one can say I'm a I'm a I ride the bandwagon because I was on the Baltimore bandwagon before they were good. That's true. I said they were gonna be good. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, before last year, there. yeah. So no one can. Some, I'm the, I'm the captain of the bandwagon, Ben. You're one of the OG bandwagoners. Yeah, I, I hopped on before they were even good. I was yeah. like, this team's gonna be good. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Oh I mean, man. shit! You even went out to a game. So. Yeah, even I went to Baltimore and went to a game. Yeah. When they were dog shit, by the way. They were yeah. the worst team in the league that year. A whole is. two seasons ago, which is crazy. <laughs> it isn't. That isn't. Yeah. It's a quick turnaround, dude. Yeah. Now they've won 90 games. Who would have fucking ever thought, dude? It's nuts. Absolutely insane. Absolutely nuts, yeah. All right. Let's get some best bets for tomorrow. I already let's know. Let's go, y'all. We already got one of your best bets. 
Yep, I'm, I'm still on the uh, Buffalo train. If I can get it even at, what is it, one and a half now? Yeah, it's um, like it, even happier. It's all, I see one and a half and twos everywhere. Yeah, if I can get it at one and a half, I'm even happier. Um, but I, again, I just think, uh, I think the Jets are a little overrated. I think their time will come, but I don't think it's going to be the first game against Buffalo. Um, so I'm going to go with the more established team here. Um, even though they're on the road, it's not too far away. Um, baseball wise, I am going to do a, uh, I'm going to go, uh, Chicago run line in Colorado tomorrow. God um, damn it. What's that? God, say, God damn it. Yes. Uh, there we go. Well, um, I, I like it. You've got, um, uh, Freeland on the hill, um, who is kind of cheeks, um, going against Wicks, um, Cubs are, are trending in the right way. Uh, Colorado is trending in the wrong way. Um, I think you can easily take that run line because you're in Colorado. Um, the ball is going to be flying out. Um, so I, I, I'm going to take that, you know, take that run line at minus one and a half there. Uh, first time these teams are seeing each other this year. Yeah, I like the run line mo- mostly because of the Sunday night curse. So Colorado has to travel from San Francisco back to Colorado tonight, um, and we know how that Colorado we or we know how that Sunday night curse goes. Um, so I, I like I like the Cubs minus one and a half. That's what I put down as my best bet. And then I also am looking at um, the uh, Toronto Blue Jays at home tomorrow against. Texas Rangers. I haven't fired it, so I'm not going to make it a best bet. I'm leaning Toronto minus 143. Chris Bassett on the mound. Um, other than that, that's all I have. I'm also leaning the under in the Buffalo Jets game. Might get there, might not. Um, but again, I also lean the Bills minus one and a half, minus two, depending on what you can get. I definitely think they uh, probably win that game. Yep. Basically, everyone has twos. There's like, okay. a, there's like a couple books that have one and a half. I'll take it at two. Yeah, not bad. All right, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, make sure to go to Sharps. Download it on your Apple iPhone from Apple Store, Google, Android, uh, wherever you can get it. Sharps, S-H-A-R-P-Z app. Use promo code George 517 and uh you know start tracking your bets become a better better man we uh we appreciate y'all for hanging out with us we will be back on tuesday we'll be breaking down some nfl week two and we will be breaking down some major league baseball for the wednesday slate we are getting very close to major league baseball playoffs man i cannot fucking wait it's that time of the year the fall is here the leaves are falling the air is cooling that's what it's all about baby uh, so thank you all for hanging out with us for Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson. I'm Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Labs. Make sure to follow me on the X or Twitter, whatever the fuck you want to call it. At Jordan Rules TSP. Follow the podcast at Taproom underscore sports. Follow us on Instagram at Taproom Sports Podcast. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We'll see y'all later. We out. Peace.